When It's Real is a podcast where me and the family are going to talk about what makes different aspects of life real for us. From love lessons to financial budgeting and special guest appearances for people who mean a lot to me, I hope to draw some gems while we get some things off our chest. So get your class and let us know when it's real. Okay, tonight we are talking about self-destruction, self-sabotage, and acknowledging how we get in the way of ourselves. This evening is just us, right? I know y'all probably been waiting for the episode with just me. It's here, sis. It's here, bro. Okay, I swear. And we about to have some fun. Um, and I'm just excited to get to know our family a lot better and you meet, right? So let's get started. To break this down, what is getting in the way of yourself? So to me, it means stopping yourself along the journey of growth because one of the feats required to become better makes you uncomfortable. Whether that's making new friends, leaving an old friendship, going after that new job, moving to a new city, all of the above, either or. It's just when you are about to make that next step and you're looking at the step and you're like, I don't think I can do it. So I'd rather just stay where I am. Um, so I'm going to still, I'm going to tell the story. For me, I first had to realize that I even had the capability of self-destruction, right? So a, a story I think that we can all relate to. After breakup, I continuously caught myself checking on my ex's social media, right? They had it. I was on it. Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, all the business. I was in all their business from a distance. That's It's nuts. Thinking about it, I'm like, Jasmine, why were you ever on that man's Apple Music? <laughs> Literally, it's nut shit. Okay, so... But one day I was driving home from the store and I just had this epiphany. And anybody who knows about epiphanies, know them things come at a random time. You could be in the club and you will have an epiphany about life. Or is that just me? Y'all let me know if that's just me. Because I will. It, it happens to me at the most random spaces. But conveniently in this time, I was in the car coming from the store. And I just realized just when I think I'm over it, just when I think I'm over it, I would subconsciously think about how uncomfortable being single in my new life made me feel. And I would sabotage my happiness by doing something that made me go back to an uncomfortable, comfortable place, pain. Now for me in this situation, in this instance, this it was being single, but we, what is that thing? Or do y'all have that thing where you realize you are not where you want to be, but you know to get through that it is going to take you to do things and get through emotions that you've been comfortable in, right? So that really made me begin to think, like, why would I sabotage my own happiness? Why is pain so dang comfortable? And am I the only one that goes through this? So I reached out to my good friend, Autumn, because when I'm in existential an existential crisis i reach out to autumn zoe or my mama or my therapist like those are my four <laughs> i have to because they just they just they just know me right and so she and i had a conversation about how easy it is to choose pain when that's all you've known for a very long time and i came to the conclusion that basically when the only emotions you live in are jealousy hurt pain happiness and forgiveness seem foreign and un comfortable okay 
So going through this, I realized this is just one of the areas of my life that I self-destruct. And that word is so, so aggressive. And it's, it has a, it's so violent. But what is self-destruction? I had to look it up because it's a word that just stuck with me when I was thinking about the layout for this podcast. It's just, you put, you put a self-timer bomb on, you say, all right, girl, let's explode. Like that's literally how it feels. So what is self-destruction? Did some research in the psychology dictionary defines it to be hostile, aggressive, and showing anger towards yourself. And the hostility and anger in different life experiences made me feel like I had to talk down to myself. I was doing things like talking down to myself, soothing to drink, which is essentially when you are going through something in life and you are experiencing some sort of pain, hurt, any emotion, and instead of sitting yourself through it, you're drinking to soothe yourself to experience that pain. And I know for me when that happens, and it's never 100% solved. There's always that two, 3% that lingers. And my favorite way that I like to describe it is like sometimes we, we go through these things like boulders, right? And then we chip away at the rock, chip away at the rock, but then there's always that pebble that is just heavier than the boulder, heavier than two boulders, right? That pebble will weigh you down. And when you, for me, when I soothe to drink, that pebble comes. So I've had to realize the importance of sifting through my emotions in a sober state just for the sake of my sanity. And so get back to the topic. (laughs) But another way that I also felt like I was hostile towards myself is I would isolate myself for sure. Hit me up. Jasmine, come out. No. Jasmine, go to the club. No. Come to the mall. No, I don't want, like I'm choosing to isolate myself. And don't get me wrong. There are times when being alone is definitely necessary. But then there are times where being alone is destructive. Recognize it for real so in this inner awareness emotion it it expresses itself and differently in everyone right so because of this i realized like in this podcast yes it's just me but i can't speak for just me so i reached out to mr google love me some google and i reached out to my homegirls because why would you never not reach out to your girls so i reached out to them and i'm like okay what are some ways that you self-sabotage, right? And you'll be surprised at the results, y'all. And there's something in this for everyone. And if there's something in here that just rang at your heart, I need you to DM me. DM me the way that you self-sabotage because it may be something that I may do and I don't even think about it as such. So just getting some insight. Okay, so at the top of the list, we're going to start with relationships because y'all know I love love. I'm a love bug. (laughs) So in a relationship, self-sabotaging, self-destructing may look like, okay, you meet somebody new. They take you out to your favorite spot. Y'all happily dating for a little while. The connection is bomb. There's chemistry, okay? There's chemistry. And you start spending more and more time together. You even begin considering becoming a couple. Then you start replying to their texts right away right you start playing little games you start taking your time you start procrastinating you start prioritizing other things when all you know you truly do want is to prioritize them you start canceling dates oh i'm busy girl you was not busy you sitting at home doing your nails watching netflix you know you want to be out with that man like you you know you want to be out like why are you canceling oh but okay i i get it you self-sabotage we gonna get into it you avoid talking about 
things that take it to the next level. This man is trying to marry you, sis, I swear. And you're sitting here like, oh yeah, no. Uh, you like your ice cream? No, he doesn't like his ice cream. He wants to be your ice cream. Like, stop. And it happens, okay? It happens. But this is what this is about. We're recognizing it, okay? And we're gonna work through it. Um, your partner, your boo, your bae, he, they then begin to express frustration, disappointment, or even get a little angry because I'm not gonna lie, I'll be mad too. Like, why, why are you stopping me from loving you? <laughs> and, and they start letting you know, like, I don't think that this is gonna work because just when I started to get in too deep, you start pulling yourself back. Girl, don't we do it, don't we do it. Okay, so in friendships, we all know making and keeping friends, it, it, it ain't easy. And to the people, when we was coming up who told us making friends is easy, I wish you the worst. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I would never, I would never. I don't wish you the worst, but I don't wish you the best because that was not the advice that I needed. And especially as an adult. So no matter how stable or how long lasting the relationship is, and y'all know me, I use relationship and friendship interchangeably because that's what they are. They're, your friendships should be a relationship and your relationship should have a friendship, right? So there are certain behaviors that can cause both of them, both, all the above, to just fall apart. Some things you may be doing to sabotage your friends. Now, mind you, this is Google child. Some things you may be doing to sabotage your friends, your friendships, or not talking about your problems to them. So they do something to you you don't like and you harbor the hurt. Y'all, I'm silent. Nothing's wrong with the podcast. I'm just, I'm just moment of silence. You and your girl, y'all going out to the club. And you just, you you know that you don't want to drive or she wants to drive or whatever the case may be. Y'all trying to coordinate going out and she's taking a long time, da 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 and cancels on you. Ends up that she can't go. She just found out she can't go, right? It, it, it hurts your feelings. You mad. Not even the club. Y'all going out. Y'all having a friend day. Y'all getting some food. Y'all watching a movie. You just, she can't show up. And instead. Instead of telling her, you know, since we've been making these plans and so for you, we even got to the point of make, coordinating the drive. You, are you gonna cancel on me? Like what, what's going on? You don't, instead of harboring that hurt, talk to her. But what most often happens and what I see a lot is instead of having that open communication and being transparent, you harbor that feeling and you charge it to her head and not her heart. Now, how do you know that something had happened and she's just in the space or he's just in the space that he can't show up or she can't show up for you in that friendship in that moment because maybe something happened with her money, maybe something happened with her family, maybe something happened with herself. Like she's battling like some sort of anxiety or depression and something about the getting ready process just triggered a downward spiral for her. But now you mad at her because she can't make it out. So I will say that it's so important to give people the room to show them why they couldn't show up. That's grace to me. Give them the room to show up. I feel like I know, even me, I can be so quick to tell someone else why they couldn't show up for me. How does that sound? <laughs> How does that? It sounds nuts. I'm telling you why you couldn't show up for me. It sounds nuts. 
And it happens all the time. It's human nature. It's out of love because you know, I wouldn't do that. Or if I was them, I would do it differently. But that's why communication is so important. So moving on, unrealistic expectations. Don't set no unrealistic expectations for your friendship. Don't, Jim, I'm dropping the gym. Don't set no expectations for nobody. Don't set no expectations on your own for someone else. Now the relationship develops, the friendship develops, and y'all are like, okay, this is the precedent. This is what we're doing. Now y'all have communicated to come to some understanding about the expectations between the two's relationship. But to just walk in a room, see somebody set expectations, setting yourself up for failure, sis. Third, expecting a friend to show up in the friendship in the way that you would expect your significant other to. Another moment of silence. I gotta take a sip. Cause listen, 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 listen. That is so dangerous. Yes, I do use relationships and friendships interchangeably. However, your significant other and your friend are two different things. They both show up for you in different ways. And so to place your friend in the category or to see them in the light that you would see a significant other is so dangerous. It's so dangerous because then you'll start to feel like they're not loving you in the way that you need to be loved. When in actuality, girl, you ask her to be your man. <laughs> you are asking them to be your man, your girl. Like you asking them to be your boo, your bae. So just, just be mindful of that. And so finally, in work. So imagine you're about to get that big promotion. You're on the cusp of landing that client. You're getting that bag, making that proposal. You on your way, right? Then you miss a big deadline. You make a preventable mistake or otherwise just do something that could undermine all of that hard work that you've put in. Essentially being on the cusp of achieving something big and then you do something dumb to screw it up. <laughs> and in all of these, we are literally purposefully deliberately hurting our own efforts to get ahead and we don't even realize it so that turns into believing the opportunity or person was just not right for us but girl in reality something inside of us felt unworthy of whatever it was we were about to achieve and that that right there is connected to two things so um in my journey of growth and realization of the lessons that I've experienced in life, I've come to understand that self-esteem and believing in yourself are two different things. Self-esteem is believing that you are worthy of just your being, your essence, that self-esteem. You believe that you are just worthy to exist. You deserve to be treated right. You deserve to be loved and you deserve all the things that you desire because of your essence. However, believing in yourself is truly believing that you deserve the things that you desire and you can achieve those things. So it sounds the same, but it's so different. And these 
both kind of have an effect on our self-sabotaging and work. You might sabotage yourself because you might not subconsciously believe that you can actually go after that deal that you're on the way to do it. In your relationships, your self-esteem might play a a role in how you treat your friends and family because you might believe that you just don't deserve to be loved the way that you deserve to be loved. You don't believe in your essence. So personally, I found I can be self-destructive by trying to get ahead of other people's feelings. I read too much into body language and non-verbal cues about how things make other people feel. And I've realized growing up, I wasn't surrounded by too many people who express emotion verbally. So I built this almost defense mechanism to analyze people before they can express themselves But as an adult, I realized it cheats me out of an opportunity to meet people where they are and truly bond over experiences, whether good or bad, because I'm too busy trying to get ahead of that good or that bad, right? So that's one way that I self-sabotage my relationships. After talking to my girls, some other things that my friends and I discussed was not listening to intuition. Now that can happen, that can affect all three, all the above, being overly judgmental, overthinking, overextending, and just losing motivation when we hit a wall. Now to hit a wall in life means that you've come to a point where you like physically just feel like you can't get past this hump that you're experiencing, whether that's at work, whether that's in friendships or relationships. And so I know for me and one of my friends we were talking about and she was like, yeah, like when I feel like I'm about to hit that wall, I just lose motivation. And that's a form of sabotaging. Instead of breaking down that wall and moving forward, despite how hard it will be, often most of us just stand behind the wall. I'ma ask y'all, in what ways do you get in your own way? Write us at When It's Real Pod. It's, it's time to get the conversation going. None of us are experts here. We're just trying to learn life. Okay, so on this show, we love wine, tequila, and water, babe. So it's Thirsty Thursday, and we need something to drink. Today, y'all, we is tequila. <laughs> today, y'all, we are drinking tequila, all right? So today, I have Delion Blanco. It's a liquor that Diddy's partner to make. I think he owns it or something like that. And girl, let me tell you, this is probably the smoothest tequila. I'm a brown, I'm a brown girl. I'm a brown girl through and through. I like my douce, I like my henny, but this Delion, I'm keeping it at the bar. I have that with a little bit of cranberry juice on ice. And we talking about some real stuff. So I said, I need a little bit something different today. I don't think wine can do it. <laughs> I don't think wine could do it. So this drink is delicious. Um, I would give it out of five, it's a 10. This, this is some good liquor. So we're closing out the podcast. Oh, we've come to the end of the show. I pray y'all found something to take away in this time with me. Um, This was a very intimate time. This was a very personal conversation. And I just found it very fitting to talk about self-destruction and self-sabotaging by myself because I'm not going to lie. This idea of making my first episode by myself, it made me uncomfortable. And I procrastinated this episode because I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. But honestly hindsight it I needed this and I pray that this was something that y'all needed too 
So, all right, that's all, family. You know where to find me. All eyes on Jazz, J-A-S-S, on Instagram. Follow us on When It's Real Pod on IG. This is Jasmine Mariali and damn, that was real. <laughs> <laughs>